This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about kimchi. I can't believe it's taken us this long to do this episode. Well, okay, so that is exactly what teenager of the show Iris said to me last night. And what I reminded them is that on our very first episode, episode number one, we, fried we, eggs. Yet we ate kimchi fried we rice. We ate kimchi fried rice. You should not go back and listen to that Don't episode. Listen. It's bad, but the kimchi fried rice was delicious. And now we're coming back around for this, our final episode. No, it's <laughs> not, not. really. It's not. This is episode number 406, though. <laughs> well, lucky, we'd lucky make 406. It this far? So, Matthew, before we get started, can I just say yeah? that this morning I have like, I have had it like a strange collision of input into my brain happening in your inbox no your mental inbox it's that so so i'm recording this show straight off of a therapy session okay which is like a strange like back-to-back situation right you know like i don't know i think this could be like a continuation of the therapy session go ahead what's on your mind and then the The other thing is is in the other room but i'll bring it in here and then i don't lie on the couch that's that's like freudian psychoanalysis anyway but the other thing is i read an entire article this morning on how to be more like keanu reeves i read it too you said it to me keynut keynut yes Um, so what what were the takeaways from that article humility first of all We'll, we'll link to the article yeah. because I thought it was a joke, but it turned out to be kind of serious. And even though as I was reading it, I was like, he kept referring, the author kept referring to the Keanu way of life. Sure. <laughs> Which I just, it was hard not to read it with a sense of humor. And at the same time, I came away from it just wanting deeply to be more like Keanu. I, you know, I got to say, I came away from it feeling like I'm already doing some of these things. I think you are, too. I think you are, too. You are, um, you're you're very, like, giving and you're very humble. <laughs> and... Check and check. <laughs> um, but, uh, like... The humblest. No, but you you are. In, in fact, I would say sometimes you are, like, self-effacing. You just erase yourself. I can I can erase my face. Yeah. Uh, at will. That's my superpower. Anyway, but um, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I want to be more like Keynut. Yeah. Um, like, I want to be taller. <laughs> I want to be have more hair. I wonder if, if this, I is, this was just, all in the article, right? Do you think that I should just meditate more? I mean, maybe 
It's free. You know, but here's the thing. I subscribed to the Headspace app. Oh, that's not free. Which does not sponsor our show, by the way. Anyway, and after working my way through the free trial, then they charged me $99. And I was like, this is the opposite of a mindful that moment sounds I'm having so here. so unrelaxing. Right? Yes. And I mean, I'm all for people getting paid for doing good work. And I think the Headspace app is, is good work. Good okay. work, Headspace. Yeah. And yet at the same time, like, but I need something to hold me accountable for meditating. I can't just, I, I need somebody to hold my You want me hand. to do it? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to come right over? Right now and, during the show? Yeah, let's stop. Okay. I feel let's, like even like. Let's, all, five, let's all take like five minutes of dead air. Okay. <laughs> That's going to make everyone feel better. Matthew, can you, can you like coach me through it the way that Andy from Headspace would? Is Andy like, like sensitive ponytail guy from no. Singles? No, but he has an Australian accent. Oh, that does sound relaxing. Yeah. I'll try. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't do an Australian accent and I'm n- not relaxing. But other than that, I'll <laughs> You do are great. the opposite of relaxing. That camping trip I did with you, I was so exhausted when we got home. And because not just me? from not sleeping. But, but, but from having to deal with from me. From having to, like, it, it was like a lot of work Managing. T- telling you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I would think you would enjoy that. No, I don't. I, I, I'm trying to learn to be less controlling. But I mean, you weren't controlling like I was doing it wrong and, and thought I was doing it right. You just had to like instruct me in the 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 Molly way, the Molly lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Which. So what are what are the characteristics uh, the, of the, the Molly characteristics lifestyle? Of the Molly for, for when lifestyle. we write our Medium article yeah, and put so, it up. So what is the what is the Molly equivalent of humility? Hold on. What were the other things of the the keynote way? Oh, well, I don't remember. I read it like. 20 whole minutes ago. Okay, well, anyway, what are the keystones of my life? What are the keystones of your life? Okay, so, boy, this, you're really putting me on the spot here with, yeah. the, with the lifestyle. Okay, so, okay. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> oh, all right. I mean, so, I think, so, so um, first of all, like, like doing, doing things with a purpose. Matthew, that seems very broad. Yeah. That seems to apply to, <laughs> like, to most functional adults. Taking things seriously, but not too seriously. Um, yeah. Uh, showing up. Doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matthew, what's kimchi? I, so, so as you know, we're, we're big fans of the show By the Book, which is a, which is a podcast where uh, Kristen Meinzer and Jolenta Greenberg take a self-help book and live by it for two weeks every episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like from listening to many episodes of that show, like I have a, a real feel for like what goes into a generic self-help book. And it was all that <laughs> bullshit I just said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're all set to write like the Molly way. And it's just like, you know, try and be a good person. And uh, but like, you know, let yourself have some fun and like be intentional. Have forgiveness uh-huh. yeah. for yourself. Right. Maybe not for other people. Maybe not for people who don't deserve it. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to talk about kimchi? Let's talk about kimchi. Okay. Memory lane. Let's go down it. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I, you know, Matthew, honestly, I think that I didn't eat kimchi maybe until I was in my early 30s late or late 20s. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like I missed out my... And that's despite having grown up in Busan, Korea. Matthew, don't confuse people. Okay. Oklahoma and Busan, Korea are so similar. You will in confuse a lot of ways. people. No, but um, anyway, I, I feel like when I was growing up, we had, you know, there were certain communities that whose food was represented in Oklahoma. Sure. And, and certain Korean communities was not one who of them. absolutely were not. 
So um, we had really like we had a lot of Vietnamese restaurants uh -huh. in Oklahoma City and not so much Thai, not so much Korean. I mean, no Burmese, none of these, uh, no Malaysian food. Sure. I mean, you know, it wasn't a, a very diverse upbringing I had. Okay, so I've, I've mentioned this on the show before, and I still don't really know the backstory, but um, my dad, who is not Korean, was a big kimchi eater when I was a kid. He was... And I love this because I think it also fits with what I think about, like, I think that my dad, if he had had access to being able to buy kimchi somewhere, he would have loved it too. It's like pickly, sour, fermented things that he was already into. And right. your dad too. Yeah, so my dad, you know, he liked like canned fish and pickled herring yes. and, and yes. kimchi, which which is very much the same. It's a... It's a gutsy, strongly flavored pickled food. Yes. And he also loved the fact that all of his three sons were horrified by the smell. He loved that He fact? loved that because annoying your kids he... is fun. Oh. I've, I've inherited that from him. Oh. Annoying my kid isn't very fun. Oh. I, well, hope, except I, I love, hope she grows into that. I love to sing. and, and I <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And I always like songs get stuck in my head, like the theme song to My Little Pony or Sophia the First. Sophia the First. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't know either of those, but and I trust you. June hates it when she's listening, when she's watching a show and I'm like oh, one room over singing along to the theme song. Yeah, I used to entertain. Making my way, it's an adventure <laughs> every day, Sophia. Yeah. Is Sophia a different show? Yeah. Or, or like, is, is she a pony? She's not a pony. Is there is there a, a My Little Pony spinoff with like where like one of the ponies went rogue? Mm, no, but there are evil ponies. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, watch, there are like ponies gone bad. I want to watch a show where that where it's like a dark timeline My Little Pony where one of the evil ponies is the main character and they're like an antihero. I'm pretty sure this exists. Okay. As someone's webcomic, if nothing else. Yeah. I used to do something called Beautiful Dancing to entertain uh, <laughs> Iris when they were a baby. Uh -huh. And uh, it was uh, not beautiful, but but pretty entertaining, I guess. Uh -huh. uh, I remember one time, one of my friend's kids, I was like singing some dumb song and he, and he shouted, No song! <laughs> In the, in the most plaintive wail, it was great. Which is what all our listeners say when every I start time, to Every sing. time we start singing, that's right. But anyway, so your dad loved kimchi. Yes, I don't know when exactly I first tasted it, but it was definitely in my 20s. Yeah, okay. And probably... Yeah, it was one of those one of those foods where I just like had to like sort of... I had to leave the nest. Mm -hmm. I had to fledge. Mm. Um, I had to like sort of mentally get around to like, okay, like I, I am past the the stage of like hating this thing in principle because my dad likes it mm. um and i want to be rebellious and realizing oh this definitely tastes good i'm just kind of kind of decide that i like it and then next time i try it it's going to be good and that's exactly how it worked what was your gateway kimchi that's a good question i think probably it was just served you know as as a side dish at a korean restaurant the first time i tried it and do you think it was a napa cabbage kimchi oh yeah for sure okay yeah we'll, okay. we'll talk about varieties of kimchi in some detail but not the detail that the world of kimchi deserves probably sure, sure. was it a spicy kimchi yeah i think it would have been because i've always liked spicy food and so that would be like an aspect of it that would draw me in. Yeah. Okay. And I know you've you've made kimchi. I have. At what point in in your kimchi habituation did you did you decide I'm going to make this? Was it during like the eagle at years? Yeah, it must have been like back when I made things. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I made homemade pasta during that time. You and like, made like, uh, didn't you guys make udon from scratch? Yeah, definitely. That, that was a little later. That was like, like my, like early Japan obsession. Okay. Days. Okay. Yeah. Cause like you would uh, knead the, the udon with, with your feet. Uh-huh. Put it in a plastic, the dough in a plastic bag, you know, just like step on it. Oh my gosh. And that, grind it into and the I, carpet. You made this with, with Iris, which yes. must have been like the coolest thing in the world for them. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. So, so I, I, yeah, I feel like I kind of think, so when I was, you know, I was in college in the Bay Area and at that time I, I despite being a college student, had so much more free time than I do now. Like, oh, for God, sure. College students, like what, uh, God. Yeah, like they have so much time. Anyway, but I used to. I remember every Wednesday when the San Francisco Chronicle food section would come out, and I was like always up on what the the new restaurant openings were. Even though like yeah. I, I didn't you have a car them, for right. a lot of that time, I never went. I didn't have the money to spend on these things, but I like cared because I could. And I think that that was how I first learned about kimchi was through like kind of um, d- making myself a disciple of like the San Francisco Chronicle food section. Sure. I don't think I read the food section when I was in college. I'm sure I had like a cheap or free student subscription to the LA Times because mm-hmm. um, I remember that always being around. But I don't think I started reading a food section until I was a little bit older. And then did you become a big Jonathan Gold fan? Yeah, oh, God, definitely. being in LA. Well, yeah. I guess I, I don't. Was he writing in LA when you were there or did you guys... That's a good question. I don't know if he was yet because I was there from like 93 to 95. I feel Maybe like that was like was. just before him, Maybe. Right? Who knows? You know, yeah. we're probably getting this all wrong. No. We probably, it's all right. Anyway. Okay, great. So hold on. So let's go into like really talking about what this is because yeah. I think that uh, I have a lot to learn. Okay. And 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 I feel like we we can't say enough that this show is barely going to scratch the surface of like lacto fermented Korean pickles. Yeah, I think I think you can say I can say with some confidence that that Korea has the most sophisticated pickle culture of any place in the world. Tell me more about this. Um okay, so kimchi is it is a whole enormous family of lacto-fermented pickles, especially Napa cabbage and radish. Those two together constitute over 90% of the kimchi market. And by lacto-fermented, you mean that the bacteria that are doing the fermentation are a... Produce lactic acid. Ah, okay. Yeah, so... Does, does their name also start with lacto? Yeah, so like, like lactobacillus, but there's lots of different bacteria involved in making kimchi. Okay, cool. Okay, okay go on. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, and kimchi is spontaneously fermented, meaning you don't have to add a starter culture. It's not like a sourdough. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not like, what are some other things with the starter culture? Like, like, like miso. kombucha? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. It's not like any of those. It is made purely using the organisms that are present in the vegetables. Cool. Um, oh, so I'm guessing yeah. that like vegetables grown in different parts of the country or different parts of the world would have like different concentrations of these. Absolutely. Of especially, these bacteria? But especially like different vegetables have different 
populations of characteristic microorganisms. Oh, this is so cool. Okay, go on, go on. And yeah, so no starter culture is required. It's the the bacteria are already in there, which I guess is like sourdough, except you don't need to like collect them and concentrate them like with sourdough. Yes, you there. Uh, Do you ever just kind of like Ash and I were talking about this the other day? (laughs) Is this going to be like just like basking in the glow of fermentation? Well, no, like sort of basking in the glow of the human digestive system. Oh, like uh, do you ever just like stop and think about the fact that we take foreign substances and put them in our bodies and we don't get sick all the time yeah yeah i do think about that sometimes like Like, there are so many different things we can eat we can eat so many different things we can eat so many things that would make other beings sick yeah or, or that like in certain concentrations could kill us or make us sick like it's so cool. It is cool. I mean, so there anyway. are some things we can't eat that that some of our some of our animal friends can. Yeah, like grass. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but other than that, we're doing pretty well. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, They've got, you can borrow appliances, like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it, no charge. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody, nobody. Yeah, so like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Okay, back to fermentation. So okay. bacteria. Let's go. Let's go back in time because because okay. kimchi dates back at least two thousand years to the Three Kingdoms period in Korean history. When and when would that have been? It would have been around uh, what we would call like one A.D. like okay. like slightly B.C. to slightly A.D. Okay. Was, and when when at that point like was it like a collection of like feuding groups was it uh, something like a nation state are you talking about korea or the kimchi oh korea <laughs> korea i mean kimchi is is always in a, in a state of like feuding and symbiotic <laughs> organisms fizzing multiplying okay um and uh, and that's a that's a metaphor for the the three kingdoms period of korea <laughs> a part of world history that i know nothing about and i'm not going to say anything further perfect great. but we'll link to an article about it great okay uh, going back, traditionally, uh, kimchi was made in the fall and stored in buried clay jars for preservation. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a, it, you know, like all pickles, it was originally a preservation activity. You know, you grow all this cabbage and other delicious vegetables during the, the summer. You pick it in the fall, and it needs to last until next harvest. Mm-hmm. And so you pickle it, and you store it in a cold place. What basically were they putting in it, do you think, at that point? Like... 
So definitely cabbage goes back to that time, but not chili peppers because those didn't become prevalent in Korean food until the 19th century. And ah. Napa cabbage also didn't be, didn't oh. enter Korean food until the 19th century. So what we think of as like the basic kimchi today, like, like you know, big leaves of, of Napa cabbage, like with lots of, uh, of garlic and chili and, uh, and salt, that is a relatively new kimchi historically. So that's only in the last like 200, 200 years, years and yeah. kimchi is like 2000 years Yeah, old. maybe two that's to so 300 cool. years. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so probably like if you think there are like other salted cabbage pickles, like, like, you know, in, in Japan, there's like very common, like uh, salted Napa cabbage just kind of pressed and allowed to ferment. Like that's probably more similar to what the original kimchi was like. Okay. Cool. Okay, so Go on. so the the process for making kimchi is called kimjang, and uh, it is a uh, very old process. So like the kimchi has been made essentially the same way for thousands of years, but the ingredients that go in have evolved over time. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, and the kimchi that is best known in the U.S. Napa cabbage, very salty, very juicy. That is characteristic of like the southern parts of South Korea. Okay. Like as you as you go further north, uh, or like n- not so juicy. As you go further north, it gets more juicy, less salty, less spicy. Wow! Too uh, bad it's so difficult to uh, get into North Korea. To get into North Korea to, to get some of that North Korean kimchi. To get some of that juicy, juicy kimchi. Is, are, are, should we put together like an extraction team? I think that we should definitely file some sort of petition to be permitted to travel in North Korea. I mean, they do. Yeah. Like, I know people, including no, no. my sister-in-law, who, who have gone to North Korea. I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, I don't think I really... I, I think that I'm okay to just make do with the, the, the kimchi I've got. Okay, great. So, should we talk about different types of kimchi? But would and you the, talk about how when, like, a, a basic kimchi recipe that we would make at home? Yeah, sure. What that looks like okay. or how long it takes? It takes... How long it takes is a very interesting question. You are smiling at me yeah. with such joy. Okay. So, okay. so the basic, the way you make kimchi is you take some vegetable ingredient, you salt it really well to, uh, for seasoning and to draw out a bunch of water so it doesn't dilute your pickle. Then you rub it with a seasoning paste that probably includes chili peppers, like dried chili, uh, Korean chili flakes, gochugaru, and, uh, uh, garlic and maybe like garlic chives or scallions and often um, some fish sauce or some kind of uh, preserved seafood like like uh, like little pickled uh, dried shrimp mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. Okay. Then you you kind of massage that all together and you put it in jars and you leave it. And the the lactic acid bacteria work best at like room temperature or colder. Mm-hmm. So I usually I usually leave mine out at room temperature for a couple days to kind of kickstart it and then put it in the fridge. Do you leave it uncovered? I mean, I imagine that it is giving off gases. Yeah, I leave it lightly covered. Okay. So like don't screw the the lid on super tight so it can breathe. Right. Okay. And like if you talk to people who grew up eating kimchi, like uh, especially especially uh, like Korean Korean American people, people of Korean descent, they will say that like people outside of Korea eat their kimchi way too fresh, hmm. um, and like that the American palate, to the extent that that non Korean Americans like kimchi, they they like it, uh, you know, like sort of pickled two days ago and very like you know fresh and crunchy tasting, and that's not really what kimchi is about for Korean eaters most of the time. Okay, and uh, I mean, that would it's they, supposed would they... to be like 
there's there's a whole range of ages of kimchi and like different thoughts on like what those different ages of kimchi are best used for. I imagine that it tastes dramatically different at different ages. Yeah, for sure. And I actually have some in the fridge that I think is like two months old and some that I bought yesterday. Ooh. So we want to, you want to, should we well, bust well, you them get out? it now and let's, let's do, do a it. tasting. So I got four kimchis here. Two of them are Napa cabbage, one newer, one older. And then uh, cucumber and uh, spicy daikon radish. Okay. Did you buy all of these at Wajamaya? I did buy all of them at Wajamaya. Okay. And um, have you tried, you know, there's so many different kimchi brands, both like local and, and national. and Yeah. And so I feel like... If you if you go to a uh, if you find kimchi at a basic Western supermarket, I'm not crazy about that brand. I feel like it's kind of under seasoned and mm-hmm. kind of blah. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Like the ones that come in, you know, like glass jars exactly. at the grocery store. Okay, right. But I that has been the situation there has been improving a lot in the last few years. And like at my supermarket now, there's some local brands and some some brands that previously I only saw in Korean supermarkets. Cool. Okay, so. This here is the uh, two month old. Yeah, so that's it's, it's actually it's had Best Buy uh, July twenty eighth, mm. and it's currently September nineteenth. Okay, so I and think then this I one start, I bought yesterday. I think I should start with the same. This is the same style, same brand, same vegetable. This is is this Napa cabbage? Napa cabbage. Okay, and this is like bought yesterday. You said it was born yesterday. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, spicy. It's good. It is spicy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, man. That is so delicious. Yeah. Okay. I'm super curious to see what this is like. Have you ever kept kimchi so long that it's gone bad? And like, how would you know? I don't think I have. Because I've um, had kimchi in my like, fridge that I forgot about and that was years old. And I threw it away because I didn't know what to years do. Years old is probably too old. But like, okay. you know, it gets to a point where like you don't necessarily want to eat it straight anymore, but it's great for cooking. Hmm. Okay, this is completely different. Isn't that interesting? It's like a completely different product. Yeah. You would think it was even a different recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I feel much like more sour. Yes. I, I'm, I'm having trouble putting words to it. I feel like I taste the cabbage less. Yep. And I taste some sort of other flavor more that I can't put my finger on. I guess that's the sourness. Yeah. I mean, this this one that's been sitting around for two months in my fridge, like has the lactic acid is just building and building. Okay. And the cabbage is breaking down more and more. I also feel like it's less less spicy or the heat hits me less. Yeah. I feel, I feel that way too. So recently I made fuchsia dunlop's recipe for Sichuanese celery with beef mm-hmm. send down the rice celery with beef and it's amazing to me how much less spicy it gets after sitting in the fridge overnight why do you think that is i don't i don't understand I want your i want molly's explanation okay i'm having a bite of the the fresh one again mm. it does taste hold on now i'm gonna go back to the two-month-old one again tastes like a two-month-old baby Love me a good two-month-old mm-hmm. baby. The most delicious kind of baby. Um, You're right. Now that you have told me, now that you've planted the word sour in my ear, I taste it, it tastes much more like a pickle. Yeah, yeah, And then absolutely. it makes the fresher kimchi taste more like a salad. Yeah, and they're both really good. Mm-hmm. They're just totally different, and the only difference is I forgot Age. about this one in the back of the fridge. And so what is this one, this other one that I'm eating that looks like cubes of potato? Yep. So that's uh, kaktuki, uh, which is uh, spicy cubed radish. 
Um, and there are some other types of kimchi. So we've got cucumber here, oi kimchi, which uh, which is one of my favorites. This one I bought yesterday definitely will be better in another couple weeks. Okay. And this is just um, – these look like – what kind of cucumber do you think this was? Um, it looks – I mean, it looks kind of like a Kirby cucumber. It does. Doesn't it? Which there's no reason it couldn't be. And for a cucumber kimchi, you kind of quarter the, the cucumber and uh, and stuff it, but you don't cut it all the way. Let me see if I can get an edible chunk for you here. Oh, God. One of us is going to get an eyeful of kimchi. You know yeah. what? I'll just eat the other half of this one. Yeah, the one I bit. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you'll see it's good, but it's kind of simple and uh, like needs to mm. break down and get funky a little more. Hmm. At least to play that funky music. I feel like um, uh, I can almost detect the beginning of like a fizz. Oh, definitely. The cucumber one especially gets fizzy. Yeah. Ooh, that is fascinating. Ooh, man, that is really fascinating how different that is. Do you think that the spice mixture is the same in each of these? Um, They're made by the same company. That's a good question. I don't know. We can look at the ingredients. Yeah, I wonder how much of what I am experiencing with these different vegetables is the vegetable or, or how much of it is like a different spice paste. Okay, so the cucumber, cucumbers, carrots, garlic, ginger, hot pepper powder, salt, sugar, MSG, chives, and water. So that one, this one is vegetarian, which the other ones I think are not. I'm sorry, which one is? The cucumber. Okay. Napa cabbage, uh... Napa onions, salt, hot pe- hot pepper powder, garlic, ginger, salted shrimp, MSG, chive, sugar, water. Hmm. Okay. All right. And that's that's basically what I put in when I make kimchi at home. Also. And is this your preferred brand? It is my preferred brand. Where yes. is it? Where is it made? It is made in, in Seattle. Seattle, Washington. Young's. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Cool. So how can I tell if I've kept my kimchi too long? I don't know. I mean, like if it's growing a fuzz or something, then get rid of it. But okay. like, you know, I don't it's it's I've never seen kimchi that that is like clearly gone bad. It mm-hmm. just gets, you know, drier and floppier and more sour. Yeah. Um, and then you make kimchi pancakes or kimchi stew or kimchi fried rice with it. And it's great. Uh, speaking of which, let's take a little break and, and you can cook for me. Yeah. Matthew, tell yeah. me everything about okay. this. This is a kimchi pancake. Uh, it's from uh, Mong Chi's website, the the queen of Korean cooking on the internet. Mm-hmm. Will we uh, link to it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And this is so simple. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's chopped kimchi with kimchi juice and flour, water, a little onion, salt, sugar. Cool. So all the vegetables I'm seeing in here are all from kimchi. They're all, it's, it's, it's all, all napa kimchi. cabbage and a little bit of onion that I threw in. Mm. Mm. And tell me about how and when a kimchi pancake would usually be eaten. So like as a snack or a side dish, anytime you have leftover like kimchi that's getting old in the fridge, this is one of the best ways to, to use it up. Okay, cool. And is this something that you make this and serve? This is the first time I've made it. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. It is the color of kimchi. It is like bright mm-hmm. orange. I I think it's delicious. I'm thinking that I really want a piece of bacon like alongside it. Absolutely. Or you could or throw some in it. Would I be think very I want good. bacon in it. I yeah, feel like I that would make it like a meal to me. Yep. Or shrimp, maybe? I bet these things are done. Mm-hmm. What are other dishes mm-hmm. that you cook mm-hmm. with kimchi? All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, like a kimchi jjigae. Um, kimchi stew, mm-hmm. just like uh, kimchi, meat, broth. <laughs> okay. Like, the thing about kimchi is, like, 
it seasons a dish all by itself because it's it's got like crunchy vegetables and lots of intense seasonings. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you need to put in kimchi and a bunch of other seasonings to make a dish. Like kimchi can go it alone pretty much. So kimchi pancake, bibimguksu uh, is uh, like cold thin noodles with kimchi and usually like a hard boiled egg and shredded cucumber. Would they be like wheat noodles? Yeah. Okay. Like uh, like the uh, somyon, which is called uh, somen in Japanese. Okay. So like those really thin wheat noodles. Kimchi dumplings, mandu, kimchi, kimchi and pork, kimchi and shrimp, just a bunch of kimchi, kimchi fried rice, duh. Uh, what um, does your family really enjoy with kimchi? Definitely kimchi fried rice is the favorite. Okay. And do you still make it like we did on the first episode with bacon mm-hmm. and a little bit of sesame oil, butter? Yeah, totally. Butter and kimchi mm-hmm. are really good friends. In Japan, and I think I think in Korea also, like um, like a kimchi and pork belly stir fry, really popular. Mm, yum, very good. Yum. Um, is kimchi? Is there like um, sort of a bastardized kimchi that is made in Japan, or in Japan would they be using kimchi since it's South Korea is is very close? Oh, there is. So in Japanese, it's called kimchi. Okay. And this is this is one of. I will say a few points of contention between Korea and Japan. Just um, a few. Just a few. You know, it's it's just like I said before. Like like uh, people people from Korea will will say that the Japanese kimchi is really a salad, and uh, and Japanese people will say that the Korean kimchi is funky and old and spoiled. These are vast overgeneralizations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots of I'm sure lots of people in Japan like uh, long fermented Korean kimchi and vice versa. So, did you read Pachinko? I did not, but I know you liked it. Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. I mean, speaking of like the relationship between Korea and Japan. Mm-hmm. Other than the kimchi thing, they've always gotten along great. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Anything else? Oh, yeah. One more thing. My my niece, Angela, has been really enjoying uh, this a recently published picture book by Aram Kim called uh, No Kimchi for Me. Okay. It's about a kid who I think is a cat in the book. Uh who uh, is uh, is like a Korean kid who um, kimchi is too spicy for her, um, but everyone else in the family likes kimchi and it makes her feel like a baby. And so then, uh, spoiler alert, at the end of the book, uh, they make kimchi pancake and she can eat that and everyone's happy. Cool. That sounds really sweet. Is this a book that you found for Angela? I think Watzel, wife of the show, Lori, found it. Oh, God. Watzel wins again. Mm-hmm. Watzel is the wife we should all have. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we should all have Watsall. Again, that's not an offer we're prepared to make. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I don't have anything else. I'm too busy eating. This is so delicious. I know. It kind of gets better and better as mm-hmm. you crunch it. So if you were going to make this <clears throat> for dinner for your family tonight, what else would you be making? What would you serve? Mm, that's a good question. Like I said, I want, I'd want to put some bacon in it. And I think I just want like a vegetable side maybe. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like a non pickled vegetable side, like a like a roasted vegetable or a stir fried vegetable. Mm-hmm. I feel like and, that would be that would do it for me. And would you make like two of these to serve your family of three? I might make three. Okay, I could I could definitely polish off a whole one of these for dinner. Do you think you would hold it in the oven? Mm, that's a good question. It's hard to hold a pancake. Just I mean, like you know that country song, right? It's yeah. hard to hold a pancake in the in the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of one of my favorites, uh, just like <laughs> who's a country singer? Miranda Lambert is that a country singer? Um, uh, Let's attribute this Keith to some Urban. country to, 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 to Keith Urban, Urban and Miranda he, Lambert. He wrote it. 
And he wrote it cheaper <laughs> he for him. He wrote it after a fight with Nicole Kidman. Exactly. Like, <clears> and uh, and he was he was he was up late, like thinking about what he'd done and making pancakes. And it's just and not he there. realized that the pancakes it's hard to hold were a pancake never going to replace Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. For a while there, he thought maybe they would. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm like 80% sure that Miranda Lambert is a country singer, but also could just be like a couple of names that I stuck mm-hmm. together. Isn't there somebody named Adam Lambert? Are you, are you thinking of Adam Levine? I don't know. From, Ash, from Maroon 5? Ash is straight up listening to this episode and dying. Uh-huh. Because Ash knows, you know, all the celebrities' names. Okay. And things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Because they're younger than us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you think that's what it is? Oh, I think that's part of it. I mean, my part mom, of it is being younger and part is caring. Knows, my mom also knows all the celebrities' names. Does your mom know like like names of like DJs and electronic musicians no. and stuff? No, but I'm not sure if Ash knows that either. Okay. Although they probably do. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, that was our kimchi episode. Please uh, visit us at facebook.com slash podcast and uh, tell us uh, what we left out, which is a lot. God, a and, lot. And uh, what you like to do with kimchi, whether whether fresh or leftover in your fridge. Mm-hmm. And you can find us at SpilledMilkPodcast.com or on Instagram at SpilledMilkPodcast. Please rate and review the show. I'm doing all the stuff. Molly, save me. Say something. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Indeed. We're going to post some recipes. Uh-huh. We're going to post a, a link to um, uh, Molly's new book, which is called The Molly Way. Right? <laughs> oh, the, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a sequel to The Keynut Way. It's a sequel to The Keynut Way. You've, once you've gone full Keynut, you need to try Molly. Uh, and until <laughs> next time... <laughs> I'm Keith Urban. And I'm Molly Lambert. Let's have a let's have another of our classic app episodes. I, I'm Molly Weisenberg. Whoops, I'm Molly. Let's take that again. Abby hates it when we screw up the intro. Oh god. Okay. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.